say it, but somebody should. Let's talk about tune time. Let's talk about bum wine. Yeah, asking the questions that nobody should. Like who are the bone thugs and are they in harmony? Welcome. Uh, welcome to another show. It's been it's been a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> um, hang on. I need to make a little adjustment here. I think. All right. So welcome, welcome to a program. Uh, on this program, we discuss things. Uh, today. We have like a circa probably early 2000s book called Coke or Pepsi, um, which has a bunch of different uh, questions on it. I thought, you know, every so often it's probably good to do like a reset episode. So like that would be for new listeners who maybe don't know me and for some reason, uh, you know, want to get to know the real me. Want to get to know me intimately, sensually. <laughs> um, this is, I guess, for an audience of like maybe, maybe five people. Five people if I can um, time travel, you know, and it's not just five people currently, but it's like I could send this back to everyone who has at some time wanted to know me sensually. Okay. Um, this is a bunch of questions probably for teenage girls uh, based on like question number three here. Would you really want to be a queen? And you can say absolutely or no way. Um, there's a lot of amazing sort of typewriter scrapbook fonts. It also kind of looks like a hipster typewriter type of thing collided with a uh, uh, affliction T-shirt factory is kind of the aesthetic we're looking at. Lots of, like, green and pink together. Uh, would I want to be a queen? No, I don't think so. The Being the queen doesn't sound... Okay, being a queen today, like the Queen of England, seems kind of dumb, kind of horrible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lament the queen's life. It seems like it's fine. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, it just seems like they're sort of like uh, celebrities of the UK or something. They're like, well, we could have, you know, in America, we have movie stars. And in the UK, they're like, well, let's just pay a couple people to be our celebrities. <laughs> but I don't know, it doesn't seem that great, like, because I guess you can kind of do whatever you want and you don't have to work or anything. But it's like, what's the queen going to do? It's not like she can go to a restaurant or anything. I mean, right now, you know, pandemic shit and all that, I guess being a queen would be much better than not being a queen, right? Because, like, what are you going to do? It's not like you're doing anything anyway. So you might as well not do anything while being the queen. But, like, an old-timey queen, that seems like the worst. Because basically it's like, well, you're married to the king... And that's pretty much what you're doing. 
Um, let's see. Would you rather play with a kitten, a puppy, or a guinea pig is the most fun? Um, by the way, I can see there was someone named Erica who owned this book and filled it out. And it's been scanned in to the internet archive. Um, she chose puppy. Kitten, puppy, or guinea pig is the most fun. Who would put a guinea pig? Playing with a guinea pig is the most fun. Is there something that people do with guinea pigs that I don't know about? I had one friend who had guinea pigs. I, I had really no experience with guinea pigs until this friend. Um, and he had a, a guinea pig guinea pig named Gringo. And uh, Gringo. And um, he got another guinea pig at some point. And then basically, basically Gringo would uh, hump the other guinea pig and ejaculate all over him. And that was kind of... What the guinea pigs did. And you're like, wow, this is cool. This is like having a little teenage boy around. And I'm picking up his, you know, cum rags. This is great. <laughs> Glad I brought this into my house. Um, I, I most prefer to play with... Well, kittens are like... Okay to play with. The problem is cats, like, play with you until they get crazy. And then they start biting and scratching you. Because it's like a cat... A cat is like, at any point, 15 minutes away of playing from becoming a complete monster. Um, just how it goes. What is the most expensive thing you've broken? Um, Erica broke a camera. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good, uh, for based on her handwriting, I would say she's pretty young. So that's, that's good. Um, what's the most expensive thing I've ever... I broke a camera in high school. All right, here's a little story. Well, I kind of broke it. Kind of my brother broke it. Here's the story. I, uh, okay, at some point we had to do... I had this bullshit class called Sophomore Seminar. And I'm not really sure what it was. It was almost like... It was kind of like the Gifted and Talented program. I think what makes me think that is the kids who are in the class... Not so much myself, but like other, the other kids were in the class or the kind of kids who are in gifted and talented class. And I really don't remember a lot of this class, but I do know we had to do a project at some point. And I hit on the idea that I think most high schoolers hit on at some point, which is like, oh, I could do a video instead of writing a paper. I'm definitely going to do a video. Now, this was before you would have a lot of editing capabilities like you couldn't um, you couldn't just throw it on the computer and then use iMovie to cut the clips and stuff. So what you had to do was film the first scene. You had to film everything in order, right? And then you would film the second scene. But if it didn't go right, what you had to do was back it up on the camera and then go forward from, from there and uh, film over the sequence you'd done. So you basically had to do takes like that until you got what you wanted. So being a good actor, this was obviously no problem. But there was one sequence I was trying to do. Um, and I think my brother dropped the camera. I'm not sure, but I think that's what happened. And uh, the camera still worked. I could still film. I could still um, edit. I could still do everything. The one thing I couldn't get the camera to do was eject the tape. So I was like, shit. Uh, 
I can't get this tape out, so I can I can still push my video out through a VCR and all that stuff, but I can't get this tape out. Everyone's going to know that I did this because I was like, I think I could return this camera and no one would know that I broke it. Now, I know this sounds horrible, but you got to keep in mind, I'm a sophomore in high school. I have no money. I have, you know, whatever. Uh, it was an accident. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything stupid necessarily. It just didn't go well. So what I decided to do was I was like, can I blank the tape uh, without taking the tape out? Like, how can I blank the tape? So what I did is I got, there was like this clothes hamper we had at my house and it had a bunch of blankets in it. So I wrapped up the camera in a bunch of blankets to sort of soundproof it um, and then light proof it and just started recording. So then the tape was completely black and would be mostly soundless. And I just let it run for like 90 minutes or however long the tape was. And then uh, sent, put the camera back and no one knew who it was. So there you go. That's a confession of a time I broke something. That's probably the most expensive thing I've ever broken. A camera that at that time was probably pretty pricey and at this time would cost nothing. Uh, every single person has one on their telephone. But there you go. Nails on the chalkboard. Uh, ah, or it doesn't bother me. I mean, who's not bothered by that? I hate that. Um, did you love or hate dodgeball? Uh, Erica hated dodgeball. I didn't mind dodgeball. Um, for the most part, we played with like softer foam balls, most mostly not those like hard ru red rubber balls. So you could kind of whip a, a foam ball at somebody, but it, it was it did not have that same impact. It was not like getting smashed in the face with that red rubber ball. That's a that's painful. The foam ball was fine. Uh, there was a version of dodgeball we played, though, called cage ball dodgeball. And basically what this was, was you had, you ran around the gym and uh, there was like one person who could throw the ball and it was a big yoga ball. And the thing is, um, guys had to throw it. Girls could kick it. Now, there was a girl that I went to school with who, and this was middle school, I think, or maybe early junior high or something, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. There was this girl named Chris, and she was always like big and not like that big, like big, where if this was farm days and you were looking for a, a goodly wife to help you work your farm, Chris would have been my number one choice far and away, you know, from and. I went to school with her from like fifth grade on and I would be like, yeah, that would, she would definitely be my farm help slash wife choice. Cause uh, she looks like she could fucking throw a thing of hay on top of a truck. No problem. Um, we would play soccer at recess and she could, you know, pick up the ball and just kick it all the way the length of the field. So, the funny thing is, is they did it this way, right? Boys had to throw it. Girls had to kick it. Because in theory, um, if boys kicked it, it would be a nightmare. Um, but girls kicking it would be fine. Um, when Chris kicked it, though, I mean, it was like it was just like getting hit by a goddamn truck. And kids were going flying and shit. And I remember looking at the coach, uh, the P.E. coach. 
and he was just like trying not to laugh, but he was completely red faced and, you know, holding his hand over his mouth, just not laughing because these kids were just fucking flying around getting hit by this goddamn yoga ball being kicked by, you know, what was essentially like a female uh, elite athlete of cage ball. But yeah, rules are rules. <laughs> um, did you ever wear braces? I sure did uh, when I was in my late 20s. I think I got them off before I was 30, but probably when I was like 28, 29. It was damn close. Maybe I didn't get them off. It's it's hard to say. But uh, yeah, real late in life because uh, my teeth were and still are pretty fucked up. I go to the dentist and they're always like, oh, is that your natural bite? And I'm like, no, that's I'm doing. I'm putting on a show for you. Look how bad I could make this bite if I chose to. What the fuck? Um, I have many, many braces stories. If you listen to early episodes of this show, too, you can tell I had this um, splint that they put in my mouth. It was cemented in. It was a fucking nightmare. Um. And that was in for most of a year, probably six to nine months, maybe. It was nice, too, because I got that in and then a, a friend of mine was like, oh, yeah, my son had that. When they took it out, it brought out like four of his teeth with it. And I was like, oh, cool. That's something to look forward to. It was horrible. Um, do you like to go barefoot? Now, I really don't. I'm wearing slipsters right now. I'm not I'm not a barefoot man. Sometimes <coughs> sometimes I would go barefoot, but th that's not really a thing. I don't think in the suburbs that's a thing. Of course there's always that like obnoxious kid in your high school who goes fucking barefoot because that's like a a personality. Um that's to be confused with a personality when you're in high school, but that's fine. You know, there was a kid who wore a goofy hat there was the kid who always wore shorts. You know what I mean? There's always something. And it's like, this is going to be my personality now. And you're like, okay. The most important thing about you. Um, let's. Um, Erica says, I care about people. <laughs> Good for you, Erica. I'm glad you care about people. Um. The most important thing about me, my books are for sale on Amazon.com. If you could teleport somewhere for one day, where would you go? Erica would go to Panama. I, that's a, that seems like an odd choice to me. I don't. I got nothing against Panama. Uh, it's a good song. Was that a Van Halen song? Um, I like that one, but I don't know. Wouldn't you go to like uh, the moon or? Antarctica? I I want to go everywhere desolate. I think this is like my continued desire to not really be around people so much. Um, and just do something that's not with people. Do I look good in hats? Um, Erica looks in good in eh, maybe a few. You know, I didn't used to, and I think I, I look better in hats now. Or at least maybe I prefer wearing a hat now. Because the option is to do something with hair or to wear a hat, and I will wear a hat. Uh, I don't know if that means I look good in a hat, 
but I guess I prefer that that way of looking bad to the hair way of looking bad. <laughs> Have you ever stepped on a nail? No, I haven't. Um, double dipping is so gross or not that big of a deal. Erica says it's not that big of a deal. Um, I think I tend to agree because here's the thing. I think that if you're going to have some kind of dipping type snack in a party situation, you need to, you need to give people like a little vessel so they can get their own portion of whatever they're dipping stuff into. And then you can just do it however the fuck you want. Like if you're going to double dip your own shit, that absolutely doesn't matter. And I would say even among like intimate partners, it doesn't matter. You know, like I would double dip in front of Poon Master Flex. Or, you know, I would double dip in something we were eating probably. Because who cares? It's like, you're going to kiss me. What difference does this make? This is no different. Have you ever had food poisoning? Erica said no. She's very lucky. Uh, I definitely have. One time I... My uncle in Chicago insisted that we bring home a bunch, a huge cooler full of hot dogs and then Italian sausage. My brother took all the hot dogs and left me with the sausage, which I made, um, but did not eat fast enough. So I food poisoned myself and my roommate. And man, was I sick for a long time. I think I maybe just told this story. Oh, I just told it to someone else um, because he had... He had been sick and sharded in the bed. Um, so I, I get sick from the sausage and I, I puked a ton. Like I couldn't, I could hardly keep anything down for a couple days. And then finally it was starting to get back. But even then it was a, it was a long road back. Um, one of the early days of this though, at some point, you know, you're not just puking. You're also diarrheaing. Because your body's just like, let's just shoot this out from every possible option here. And, you know, you're like weak in bed and you're just like, I just want to be dead. And then you feel uh, gas coming on and you're like, mm, I know I shouldn't trust this. But dot, dot, dot. Meanwhile, uh, if we go back to the past, probably about two weeks before I got sick, I bought my first ever like adult set of sheets and bedding I say adult it was still for a twin bed but you know it was a that was a big purchase for me because I had like no fucking money but also was like hey, you know I don't know if I want to have these same sheets that have like cat paws on them that I've had or like baseball cards it's probably time to move on up so I bought this uh these sheets in a duvet cover and of course the sheets were white it was a black and white set, and the sheets were white, and uh, I sharded right on the sheets. Had to wash them immediately, and I was like, well, that, that was short-lived, that uh, I had this adult sheet set that nobody had crapped on. Uh, funny, funny side aside to that story, so I also went to a library conference, uh, like right when I was recovering from being sick, so like... I could eat and stuff. I was feeling okay, but my throat was still really raw because I'd thrown up so much and I had like basically constant heartburn. Um, just wasn't feeling perfect. And I was uh, 
carpooling with my boss. And my boss at this time, I liked her okay, but she was, she changed, man. She was really cool at first. And then, I don't know. I hate to say the power went to her head. The power of being a library manager went to her head, but uh, kind of seems like that's what happened. It's very pathetic, but at the same time, it's the kind of thing that happens in libraries. So I guess go with it. Anyway, um, we were in the car and uh, she she was like, let's carpool because, you know, this conference was like maybe an hour and a half. It was probably an hour away. But the way she took, she's like, oh, I'm going to take the back roads because, you know, then we. So you take the back roads and you have to leave at like 5.30 a.m. to get there on time. Because library conferences, the first session will be at like 8. Or they'll even be like, ooh, there's pre-conference at 7.30. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? But anyway, uh, you know, it's like, it's a conference. We're all coming. Why not start at 10, man? Go from 10 to 4. We'll all just leave. We all know that we're going to leave at 4 anyway. Everyone... Everyone pieces out before the end, so why not just make the end a little earlier, and then no one has to do anything unscrupulous. Anyway, so we had to drive. Um, she pulls up in her daughter's car, because I think her car at that time was a convertible, and it was fucking freezing. And you're like, yeah, I mean, you're, I guess you're the kind of person who buys a convertible in Colorado, a car that is useful... Uh, two months out of the year, maybe, maybe three. I mean, it's sunny here a lot, but it's, you know, something people don't understand until you ride in a convertible or on a motorcycle is that like, it's got to be pretty hot for that to be pleasant because the amount of wind that's going by you, it's like, well, look, it's kind of cool when it's 90 degrees out. And as long as you're kind of constantly moving, but, uh, it, when it's like 70, that's pretty chilly when you're going, you know, 50 miles an hour. So anyway, shows up in her daughter's car. Her daughter had spilled an entire gallon of vinegar all over the seats in the back, like just before this, maybe the day before. So the car like absolutely reeks of vinegar. I mean, it's like being inside a fucking pickle jar with your boss for an hour and a half. Um, and like the heat's on, so it's like cranked up. So it's like steaming up the interior of this thing with vinegar. And, you know, we're, we're five minutes into the ride and I can't roll down the window cause it's freezing. And I remember it was freezing because this fucking conference was at this, you know, shitty hotel and they had like a loading bay in the hallway. And for some reason the bay was open all day and they couldn't get the door down. So it's like. 10 degree air just filtering through the entire place all day. And uh, that's that was the environment we drove down in. This uh, heated up sort of pickle jar thing. And uh, also my boss was telling me about how she was approached by Playboy for pictures. And that was cool. She told me that story at least three times. It was great. Anyway, that's when I had food poisoning. Something I've you've never tried, skydiving. Erica has never tried skydiving. I haven't either. I didn't used to think I wanted to until maybe like a week ago. 
And then in the last week, I've sort of been um, depressively thinking about how, like, nothing in the world is amazing to me anymore. Like, I've completely, I have no sense of wonder anymore. I've ne it's been so long since I've seen something that made me be like, wow, this is amazing. You know what I mean? This is blowing my emotions. That hasn't happened to me in so long. So now I'm like, maybe I do need to skydive and just like, uh, maybe that would be terrifying. And at least terror is an emotion. That would be something. <laughs> uh, do you make any interesting sounds? Yes or no? Um, Erica makes dig, dig squikes, dig squeaks. Erica, um, dots her eyes with circles, like open circles. That's fun. Um, my interesting sounds are on helpful snowman radio. Okay. Fuckers. Um, a popular song that you love to hate. I think it's funny because Erica actually filled in. I don't know. I'm like, you could just leave it empty, I suppose, right? You don't have to actually fill it in if you don't know. A popular song that I love to hate. I don't really like the song Sweet Home Alabama, despite liking Leonard Skinnerd. Um, I think it's just like, I don't understand why that song is played so much. And then like uh, many of their other hits, you hear a third as much. That makes no sense. Like, I'm like, it's fine song, but it's not like a, it's not that amazing. All I can think of is that it's like, well, this is one of the five songs you learn when you learn how to play guitar, right? I mean, that seems like the riff that everyone learns for some reason. It's like you learn that, you learn, uh, what is that Jimi Hendrix song? You learn a Jimi Hendrix song. Have you ever been hit by a ball? Um, Erica has, and she specified a basketball. <laughs> has anyone ever not? Is there anyone who hasn't been hit by a ball? I mean... Um, what do most people call you? Okay, it looks like... Erica wrote The Incredible Fuck, F-U-K, but I'm not sure. Could be F-O-L, The Incredible Folk. That would make sense, I guess. That sounds like Hulk. So maybe it's supposed to be The Incredible Folk, F-U-L-K. Maybe that's her last name. I was getting a little concerned because I was like, have I just unearthed an Internet Archive document where like a 13-year-old girl is like, my nickname is The Incredible Fuck. Because I'm a really good lay. And then you're like, well, this has gotten a lot less fun. Um, you know, Erica, who cares about people and wants to go to Panama. <laughs> oh, can you go to bed hungry? No. Uh, I will often wake up, or not wake up, get up very late to go eat something. Because if I go to bed hungry, I'll just be hungry all goddamn night and sleep terrible. Part of the problem here is watching food shows like right before bedtime. That shit's guaranteed to make you hungry. Even when they're like, this food looks terrible. I'm like, it does. But I would still like to eat it. And that's when you know you're hungry. Because you're like, I still kind of want to eat this shitty looking food. 
What is the last craft you did? Um, I'm working on a giant paper mache skull mask with horns. And it's like painfully slow. But uh, hopefully it'll be worth You know, the plan was to finish it for uh, Halloween. And it is now early February. So uh, if I can't get it done by next Halloween, we're going to have a real fucking problem. Have you ever been in trouble for talking too much? I mean, so far I have not had a helpful snowman radio scandal, so I'm going to say no. But uh, whatever. Um, your favorite kind of socks. Oh, see, I, I just get one kind of sock. And then I get 20 pairs of one kind of sock. And then you never have to sort socks again. It's genius. I recommend it to everybody. It's a perfect investment. I know people might say like, oh, that's a waste of money, but you only buy socks like every few years, right? And then the time you spend sorting socks versus the time you would spend, you just spend saying like, it's a sock and here's where it goes. Totally worth it. Um, the best thing about the last day of school, Erica wrote no more school. I agree with that. The last day of school is pretty amazing. Um, she also put the worst thing about last day of school is no more school. I was kind of team Erica there for a second, and now I'm like, mm, I don't know, Erica. The last day of school was always amazing. It was like, you know you're not really going to do anything. There's almost never, there's always like one idiot teacher who's like, I don't know, let's have a test. And you're like, seriously? On the last fucking day? You couldn't, you couldn't manage your time any better than that. I, as the student, was, like, criticizing their time management skills. You couldn't figure this out any better than having a test on the very last day. Uh, best Froyo in town. Erica, I don't know what you are saying. <laughs> Erica doesn't know what Froyo is. That's unfortunate. Um... Okay, here's a question. Corn on the cob or loose corn niblets? That really doesn't fit with a lot of these other questions. These seem like questions for, like, teenage girls, and it's like, now tell us how you like your corn. That's like a question a, a grandpa asks you. Oh, what kind of corn do you want? Niblets or corn on the cob? Also, how come corn pieces are called niblets? <laughs> what the hell is that? That sounds like, you know, a science name for, like, octopus babies or something. Oh, yeah, they're niblets. Or when they're, like, uh, you know, baby whatever called kids or you or whatever they're fucking called. And you're like, oh, yeah, most people don't know, but baby groundhogs are called niblets. Um, favorite Wii game? She hates the Wii. <laughs> Hating the Wii is kind of a lot. Um, okay, here's Catherine has filled out a page. So I guess every page is filled out by a different person. Um, Catherine, okay, what makes you blue? Uh, she put my hairband. And I think, because the next question is, do you look good in blue? And she says, yes. I think that she's interpreted this incredibly literally and is saying that um, her hairband being blue makes her 
literally blue. <laughs> Catherine. Oh, my God. Concrete thinking Catherine. That's going to be her nickname. <laughs> She's not going to be the incredible fuck. She's going to be the incredible literal thinker. Uh, what makes me blue? I, You know, I just talked about at mild length how nothing is uh, wonderful anymore. Like how I think the world is empty, devoid of wonder. That, that makes me a little blue, I guess. But does that make me blue or is that I am blue and that's how it's expressed? Think about that. I do not look good in blue. I don't look good in colors for the most part. Maybe like a forest green. I've been told is a nice color for me, but that's the only color I've been told is nice for me. So I stick to the gray because, uh, you know, nobody looks good in gray, but everybody looks fine in gray. Name two blue things in your bedroom. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, I have a uh, Banjo and Kazooie poster art thing that's kind of blue <laughs> that's fucking embarrassing and i got one of these fake credit cards uh from a company that wants helpful snowman llc to have a uh, the business owner of that to have a credit card because credit card companies make bad decisions or maybe they make good decisions in terms of when you consider that a credit card company's purpose is to get money from you um, giving a credit card with a high limit to Helpful Snowman LLC is actually a pretty good idea. Have you seen the ocean? Uh, first she put no, and then I think she reverted to yes, and it is writing in blue pen, and has been to Honeymoon Island? I don't even know what that is. That also sounds dubious. In the context of Erica the Incredible Fuck. Uh, she filled in both Little Mermaid and Finding Nemo. <laughs> I think she didn't realize she's supposed to pick one. I'm going to pick the Little Mermaid. I know that's probably surprising and I think it would probably be a more painful movie to watch. But I think it's got the better songs. Little Mermaid's underrated uh, in terms of the jams that play throughout the movie. So I'm going with Little Mermaid. There's Kiss the Girl. Under the Sea is probably like one of the better the better uh, Disney songs, in my opinion. Ta-da-da-da. Ta -da. Okay. Here's a choice between Submarine and Submarine Sandwich. Now Catherine has picked Submarine. Not a sandwich, but a vessel. This is a, a weird choice because... Like, do I just own a submarine now? A, a full-size submarine? Do, is there a place that I can put it? Do I just have it, like, docked at the lake and I can go in the lake and, in theory, like, drive a submarine two feet under the water? I mean, could I even be completely submerged? But, of course, I'd take a submarine. I mean, why not? That sounds fun. I don't know. Submarine is like a cool idea. It seems like an idea that appeals to 12-year-old boys and me. Um, but then when you think about it, you're like, all right, I had this cousin or whatever, some some relative of like a stepmom of somebody who was on a submarine. 
and was basically telling us they're on the submarine, they just drive around, and they got to play Nintendo on the submarine. And when I heard there was Nintendo on the submarine, I was like, well, this is the job for me. A job where you can play Nintendo? And it's like, well, you're under the sea with like a nuclear bomb or something. And I'm like, yeah, but there's Nintendo. <laughs> Not realizing that as an adult, there'd be as much Nintendo as you could want. But uh, so like being in a submarine seems like a cool idea until you get into the, the fact that you're like, well, it's for you, though. You're just in this fucking like, you don't know. You're just in a tube. It's not like you're looking out at the ocean, right? It's not like yellow submarine. Um, ocean bottom or outer space? Ocean bottom jeans. Um, Catherine took outer space, which I would take every time as well. Everybody's been to the fucking ocean. Not a big deal. Space, big deal. Space, cool. Oceans for losers. I would love to take a cruise to... Uh, and Catherine chose the Bahamas. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Bahamas. I don't know much about like islands or tropical destinations because they appeal to me in no way. I've decided that as a as an old person, so you've got snowbirds are people who like go away from the snow, right? And I've decided to be a sandworm because that's the opposite of a snowbird, right? Snow and sand, and then bird and worm. I'm going to be a sandworm like Beetlejuice, and I'm just going to live wherever it's winter all the time, uh, which should work out great because basically what I should be able to do is just opposite snowbird, just reverse snowbird, and everything will be great. Do I think SpongeBob will ever get his, dri his license, like his driver's license? Uh, well, Catherine says nah, so I'll say nah. I, I've not really seen enough SpongeBob to even know what that means. All right, should we do one more? Uh, this is, oh, middle name is Taylor, but we're going to go by Taylor here, right? If you could go back 24 hours, what would you change? Uh, Taylor would change spilling polish. I'm going to assume that's nail polish. Nail polish is hilarious because it's like every girl has 5,000 different nail polishes because I was talking to Poon Master Flex about this. I was like, so you buy a, a bottle of nail polish. How many like polishings could you get out of one bottle? You know what I mean? And she's like, a lot. I don't even know. I was like, yeah, why do they need to give you enough to paint your nails that same color like 50 times? I mean, doesn't. Does anyone, do people actually like use up a nail polish? I mean, do you go through a color, maybe clear or something people would go through, but it doesn't seem like most people are going through like an entire color. And then they're like, well, I guess I'm done with that color. It's time to move on to another color. And then you're like, you paint your nails a color and then you take it off with nail polish remover so you can put a different color on. And I'm like, why don't you just do the landlord special and just paint right over the fucking top of it? Who cares? <laughs> um, buffets are so much fun or germy and gross. Taylor says they're so much fun. I agree. Um, 
I, you know, COVID world, obviously, buffet is a little less desirable. You know, it's still amazing to me about buffets. And then this happens a lot at like burrito places because at a burrito place, what they do, they put up that sneeze guard. Right. And it's like a clear thing that you can look through so that you can see what they're doing and they can ask you a question, I guess. So you can see them making a burrito and you know that they didn't just like. I don't know what you would assume they were doing if you couldn't actually see them make the burrito. Like you're going to assume they probably made this burrito hours ago and they were just waiting for someone with my exact order. And then when, as it came through, the guy was standing there pretending to do the motions of making the burrito. Like, why do I need to see you make it? I don't care. But anyway, it's like, before COVID, it annoyed me. And then during COVID, it's like the worst thing in the world because so many people like put their arms on top of the sneeze guard and like lean their head over and like point at things and stuff. And you're like, do you, do you not realize? I mean, when you walk up and you do that, you're like, geez, this is it kind of an annoying height. I wonder why they made this so tall. And like, this makes it really hard to look directly at. And I'm like, you know, it's a clear material for a reason. It's a clear material so that it is transparent and you can see through it. That's kind of the whole point of here of this whole fucking setup. And uh, the whole point of this setup is so that you can look at the thing without, you know, like touching it and breathing on it and stuff. I mean, that would be nice if you could avoid that. And it's. It's weird, number one, that we live in a world where that's necessary to build a thing to prevent people from, like, pointing it like, oh, I'll have lettuce and, like, sticking their finger in the lettuce to indicate that that's what they want. Uh, it's weird that we live in a world where that's necessary. And then it's weird in, that we live in a world where so many people walk up to this gizmo and then unwittingly circumvent it for no reason. Um, last song you danced to, E.T. That's Taylor's last song she danced to, E.T. I don't even know what that, E.T. song? I I know this is a song um, because I'm like, well, it can't be like uh, the E.T. movie soundtrack. Oh, it's a Katy Perry song. Okay. Does it have anything to do with E.T., the extraterrestrial? E.T. song is a song by American singer Katy Perry from her third studio album, a Teenage Dream. Um, does it say anything about E.T., the, the whatever references? No, oh, no, that's not the kind of reference. I was like references. It talks about Elliot and flashlights replacing guns. It doesn't look like it. Oh, but in the video, she kisses a character to transform him from a robotic alien being. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Last song I danced to. I don't dance, fuckers. Movie theaters are uh, movie theater previews are annoying and long or exciting. Taylor says annoying and long. Um, I want to pick something that's not either of these choices. I kind of enjoy movie theater previews, but mostly I enjoy them because 
the more and more I go through life, the more it seems like movie theater previews are like fake trailers for things that I'm like, is that that's really happening? You're like, they're making another one of these, huh? Okay, why not? The coolest person you know. Oh my gosh, Taylor says granddad. Grandpa is the coolest person that Taylor knows. So either Taylor has a cool grandpa or does not know a lot of very cool people. <laughs> uh, who's the coolest person that I know? I don't know if I know anyone cool. And that's probably very insulting to anyone that I know. I don't, I don't think I really value coolness, though. It's like, oh, they're so cool. That is not something that I look for in like a friend. Um, man, they're so super cool. Nah, fuck that shit. Have you ever had anything stolen? Taylor had a lollipop stolen. I'm sure I have. I just don't know if I can think of anything that I've had stolen. Or at least it was stolen and it wasn't my fault because I put it in a dumb spot or something. Um... I had my my iPod stolen from me twice in the same way. But by stolen, I mean like fate took it from me. It's not like some guy took it from me. I had an iPod in my pocket and uh, it fell out when I was getting in my car and then I ran it over and <laughs> broke the screen and it kind of worked. But, you know, the, ch the screen was chipping away and whatever. So eventually I got a new one and swear to God, I ran it over the new one as well. And I was like, I can't believe this happened. But the fact that it happened twice is just mind blowing. Most difficult thing you've done. Uh, Taylor says math. <laughs> uh, this is not, uh, this is not doing a lot for the, um, stereotypes of the kind of girl who would fill out this book. I'll say that. Um, I ran a, an 800 in high school that was really hard. I don't want to talk about it because that's like a high school sports story. And that's dumb. That's a dumb thing to talk about. And this has already been enough of like a, you know, reading this thing puts you back in that high school spot, I suppose. But uh, that's enough. Do you prefer air guitar or drums? That's dumb. Have you ever fainted? Um, Taylor says yes, but did not fill in details. I also fainted one time, and it was after that, that 800. <laughs> Do you own a tiara? The answers are no or of course, and Taylor does own a tiara. I feel like most girls own a tiara at some point in some way, like some crappy costume tiara. I do think it's funny when uh, someone puts on like a, a wedding. Puts on a wedding? I think it's funny when someone gets married with a tiara on. I'm just like, you just really. I know some people indicate things in different ways and it's like, hey, you know, whatever you do, you. And at the same time, I'm like, boy, you sure do think a lot of yourself, huh? I should be wearing a tiara. I mean, if you're wearing a tiara, you should probably also be wearing like basically a Barbie dress, right? Like if you're in a crazy outfit and you come in a carriage that clearly used to be a pumpkin feel free to wear a tiara i don't know maybe it's fine 
Maybe it's fine at a wedding because you're like, well, when else are you going to wear a tiara? When else would that even be not ridiculously inappropriate? Um, chili, vegetarian chili or neither. I'll go with chili. I had a vegetarian chili that I tried in the crock pot. Wasn't the same. You know, I, if there's a food that probably works as vegetarian, it's probably chili, though. I got to admit that because, like, chili is just a bunch of shit, a bunch of spices, a bunch of whatever, kind of all in together into a gruel. And that that seems like a thing that could work because it's not like there's a texture and it's not like there's a distinct flavor to the meat that's different than the flavor that's imparted to the vegetables. But I don't know. Old song you really like is also E.T. for Taylor. Last song she danced to and also an old song she really likes. Now, at this point, E.T. is apparently 12 years old. So I guess that counts as I don't really count that as an old song. I mean, to me, an old song is, you know, um, but maybe that's perspective of uh, an old person. I guess when you're 14, you're like, that song was popular last year. That's an old song. <laughs> um, old song you really, I do not like. I do not like swing music or swing dancing. It seems like there'd be something there for me because swing music is, you know, it's got horns and stuff, which I appreciate. And it doesn't, it doesn't have words, which I guess is a mixed bag. But I don't like swing dancing. I was mildly traumatized by swing dancing because uh, I came of age in the sort of swing dance revival of like the early 2000s, I guess. And I, I went to a cotillion because, you know, that's that's the kind of thing your dad sends you to when he's a doctor uh, before he's a felon. So, you know, he you go to that and then... Just a year later, your life has really changed a lot. You're like, well, thank God I went to that cotillion. I know how to politely remove my belt so I can uh, visit you and talk into that phone across the glass thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I learned some swing dancing. And then I had, okay, I had this girlfriend in high school. And uh, she really wanted to swing dance. And I was like, okay, I guess we could do that. And there was this kid in school who could swing dance. Like he knew a bunch of swing dance moves. And so he was like, um, he was going to come teach us during lunch a couple times. And I was like, all right, fine. This isn't something I really wanted to do, but I did really want to continue to have a girlfriend. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. I recognized, you know, when I'm out of my league, which is whenever I have a girlfriend. And so uh, if your girlfriend wants to swing dance, you swing dance. So we go and we practice and basically she's like, well, he's really good at it and you're not good at it. And I'm like, right, I don't know how to do it. And then she's like, well, you just have to lead and basically throw me around. And I was like, I don't think that's how swing dancing works. And she's like, well, that's how it works when I swing dance with this guy. And the guy who was I, trying to teach us was kind of like, 
yeah, it doesn't really work like that. Like it, it works better if you both know what you're doing. And he's like, you know, I can kind of do some things because I know how, how to do it. But if neither of you know how to do it, it doesn't really work for just him to learn. Like you, you're going to have to both learn. And she was like, nah, I don't think that's how it works. Anyway, it was t- fucking terrible. And I had two different girlfriends around high school age who, yeah, wanted to swing dance. But by wanting to swing dance, what they meant was, Peter, you learn how to swing dance, and then you just basically, I will ragdoll my upper body, and then you kind of do swing dancing for us. Which is weird. It's kind of like, I don't know, just buy a fuck machine. And, you know, that works better, right? I don't have to do anything. I can just sit here. (laughs) I don't know. It's weird to me because I'm like, you want to swing dance, but by swing dance is like, I just want to sort of let my body be manipulated by another person to the the strains of ta-da-da-da-da. I don't get it. Maybe it works better, too, if like the other person um, is really into it or really experienced but I was not into it or experienced. I remember by the end of the swing dance, you know, uh, lessons, I had changed my mind and I was like, you know, if uh, swing dancing is what's required to maintain a girlfriend, uh, maybe I'll just pass. Maybe, maybe I'm good. Maybe, maybe I'm good without the girlfriend. Have you ever shook or kicked a vending machine? Oh, for sure. (laughs) You can say no, it's dangerous. Which uh, Taylor said yes, of course. Everybody's done that. I was, uh, I shook many a vending machine when I was working in the library as a librarian. That was one of my uh, primary duties because I had good upper body strength (laughs) and a, a willingness to shake a vending machine. I like how people are like, you should never shake a vending machine. It could fall over on you. It's dangerous. And I'm like, well, maybe they shouldn't make these fucking huge top heavy machines that'll just tilt over on somebody that also like pinch a bag of chips in there where you're like, you know, even a slight, a slight jarring of this machine would loosen this bag. Something you love about where you live. Uh, Taylor says many people. Um, I don't know. I like, I, what I like about living here and it's not, it's increasingly untrue, but I don't think I'd want to live like in a big city or something where everything is kind of a to do, you know, like I don't want to wait 10 minutes in the line to get groceries. I don't want to wait like 45 minutes every time I go eat somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not worth it to me. That's not a good exchange. Something you can't stand about where you live. Um, Taylor says many weird peeps. Um, Something I can't stand about where I live. You know, this is like old man rant time. Where I live, they just, their solution to every uh, thing is to put a stoplight up. They put a new stoplight up that I don't care for. And the stoplight is really there to facilitate traffic coming out of uh, the junior college, turning left onto a certain street. 
And that is the only reason they put a stoplight there, because there's no other reason. And uh, it just slows everybody else down. Meanwhile, there's a completely separate exit that they could just go to and, uh, you know, make a right and then a left. And then they'd be in good shape at an existing stoplight system, by the way. I just I think people here need to figure out, like, if you're turning left onto the highway or a main road, you might have to go out of your way a little bit. There you go. Do you care what people think of you? Yes, no, or depends who it is. Taylor says it depends who it is. That's a an honest answer. Um, yeah, I probably, I guess I do. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think I don't, and I'm hoping that by, you know, by the time I grow up, I don't, but everyone does, right? No one, anyone who's like, I don't care what people think of me is probably a liar. You know, I, I'm trying to think of who, who I would say in life doesn't care what people think of them. And the only people that come to mind are like people who are so mentally out of it that they don't have the capacity <laughs> to, to care or to understand what other people think of them. <laughs> All right, let's do a last one. Um, do you sleep with your bedroom door open or closed? What kind of fucking maniac would sleep with the bedroom door open? Uh, you know, and this is like coming from somebody who's lived in a studio apartment and didn't have a separate bedroom. So there's nothing to close. And that that was fine. It is a little weird because you're like, I guess if somebody opens my front door, they're like in the bedroom. Here we are. It kind of is in a way convenient if you're like a weird creep, though. Like if you're bringing somebody home for a date and you live in a studio apartment, there's like no transition to being in the bedroom. You're in the bedroom. Um, you're just there, so you don't have to make an excuse. <laughs> like, oh, well, here we are. That really full circles us to sensuality, huh? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, my books should be available now on, like, Google Play, Smashwords, Amazon, uh, Kobo. Do any of you have a Kobo? Uh, they should be around. Buy them. Buy them, read them, review. Goodbye.